Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boys, you want to talk about a tale of two halves, I'll introduce you to Ohio State, Maryland. Buckeyes, 37. Maryland, 17. A front door cover? Tim May the 40-year vet, Andy Baxter, I'm Spencer Holbrook. On the very tale of Ohio State, 37, Maryland 17, a lackluster performance by the Buckeyes, but also a dominant second half performance by the Buckeyes, shut down Talia Tungavailoa, looked terrible on offense, then looked good on offense. I don't know how to make this, Tim. Like, you've seen a lot of these games. What do you make of 37-17? Well, I'm going to stick with your, your – uh premise there. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times for the Ohio State offense especially. Is that Bill Shakespeare? Yeah. Uh, no, that's somebody else <laughs> of another genre. But I, I digress. Bottom line is uh, Ohio State spots Maryland a 10-point lead yep. and then outscores Maryland 37-7. to yeah. So, what did we watch here today? It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. It definitely was a tale of one and a half halves and two and a half halves. Yeah, I mean, it was last year's game 
again, right? 10 to 10 at yeah. halftime. Last year was 13 to 10 at halftime. Maryland. 33-30 in the fourth quarter. Last right. Year. Well, yeah. hey, it was in the second half. Yeah. You had a feeling like, when is Ohio State going to finally turn this around? You do have the Josh Proctor pick six, which at first was this first charge to this Ohio State team to give them a little bit of life. But the offense didn't get really going until the second half. And then, of course, they finish off Comacord throwing for more than 300 yards. Marvin Harrison Jr. looking like he was never hurt in the first place and having eight catches, 163 yards, and a touchdown. And so the box score looks really pretty, and people who haven't watched this game are going to look at it and be like, oh, Ohio State won by 20 against a Maryland team that could have been ranked. Oh, okay, no problem. But if you watch the game, like everyone did that's watching this video probably, you're like, there's some serious questions, which there are. This is how wacky it was. Marvin Harrison Jr. caught a touchdown pass. It was called back because the officials decided that Xavier Johnson went in motion and then he turned, but he didn't actually go toward the line. But they called that illegal motion on that play. Brought it back, and then Marv Harrison Jr. caught another touchdown pass within a matter of seconds. Yep. Uh, you know, that was a strange. That, that, that's a great microcosm of this game, in my opinion. Hostate couldn't get it going, and then got it going, and then kind of got it going. You know what I mean? It was a crazy offensive game, but 37 points. Uh, several of those attributed definitely to the defense and the uh, return by Josh Proctor. You know, in the final analysis, it was a pretty good uh, balanced game once they uh, spotted them a 10-point lead. I will counter argue that, not to be an argumentative mindset. I think we're all we're all friends here. But here. you know, here, here's the deal, Tim. 37-17, 37-7 after a terrible start. But I mean, all in all, it was a bad day for Ohio State. Like Ohio State put out, yeah, I think it's like deep performance out there today. It was not good. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it, even if it's a 20-point win. Like, you have how many penalties, Andy? I think 11? 11 penalties. 11 penalties. That cannot happen in two weeks against Penn State. You have 60-some rushing yards, a terrible rushing performance. That can't happen against Penn State. Your offensive line still doesn't look like it has anything sorted out from what we saw before the off week. Uh, you, you started slow. You couldn't you, – you struggled a little bit on third and short. Your offense just looked very clunky. The defense – uh, rallied together and actually performed really well. Held Talia Tunga by low under 200 yards passing. Held this Maryland offense really in check, except for when the offense was spotting this Maryland team great, great possessions. And the special teams for Ohio State looked bad. Like it, it looked bad. You had a bad snap on a punt that set up the opening seven. Ohio State didn't just spot Maryland 10 points. They gave Maryland seven points to open this game. And like. Maryland gave it right back with it. I know, I know that, but but that's what Ohio State's supposed to do. And like this, I just see here's the it was, thing. I was a bad. That was a bad first oh, yeah, half. Like yeah, a bad, bad as first Ryan half. As Ryan Day said in the post game, you check these boxes off of how, what you want. One, what, one of the things you definitely want is a fast start, and that was anything but a fast start by really offense or the defense. Uh, but then they did get it going. See, I judge things in the totality because this is a 60-minute game and. Ohio State, like I said, I'm just going by my judgment, outscores Maryland 37 to seven after Maryland took a 10 point lead. That's pretty good too. I I agree. I agree. Getting you just want to argue. No, a win, it, a no, win, a win is way better than a loss, but if you're not alarmed by what you saw out here today, that's they, they won by 20 points. Yeah, there's the some. The line was 19 or 18. There's some alarm bells going off, Andy. I'm, I'm a little concerned about some things I saw today. Yeah, they, they won by 20, and again, like I'm thinking about week one against Indiana, they also win by 20, and we also came away from that game with a lot of questions. Kyle McCord, you know, life comes at you fast, right? You're on top of the world, you have the biggest drive ever, at least in his career, against Notre Dame, and all the fans seem to start to like see what he could be, and he still can be a great quarterback. 
for this team. Terrible start for him today. I believe he was two of seven to start this game. Finished strong, like 19 of 29. Again, as I mentioned, rating. like over 300 yards, yeah. but it doesn't tell the whole story. And I asked yeah. him after the game, I was like, Kyle, you're proven to be an accurate quarterback. We saw that in third and fourth down against Notre Dame, right? What are the accuracy struggles early on in games? Because that was also a problem against Notre Dame. He said, you know, I just can't be overthinking things. I can't be trying to make the big play early. You know, I got to take what's there. And I think that that's for this whole offense overall. And that goes for Ryan Day, too, as a play caller. Like, you don't need to try to get everything off your checklist. You don't need to prove that you can run the ball on the first drive. Like, there are time and place for certain things but they don't need to accomplish everything on the yeah. first drive. Here's, yeah, here's, was like with Cal McCord, though. I asked Ryan about it. Uh, he seemed just a beat behind in the first half especially. With, you know, he has Marvin Harrison Jr. streaking down the field five, eight yards behind anybody. The ball's thrown short because he kind of didn't make – you know, you're watching him. He kind of didn't make up his mind, and then it kind of went out of range. Marvin Harrison Jr. stops, catches the ball. Same thing with the Julian Fleming wide open play down here on this on the other end, down on the north end. Should have been a touchdown, but the ball was thrown just a beat behind, and uh, Jude Fleming makes a sliding catch on it. But but it, it kind of finally got greased. You know, the offense did get did greased. I mean, the pass he threw Marvin Harrison Jr. right down here to the what 29 yard line, right to your left there, Anders. I mean, and Andy. Uh, didn't mean to let that out of the bag. Uh, His name is Anders. That was a <laughs> yeah, beautiful cool. throw and catch. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the head coach gets penalized 15 yards for being on the field. Ryan Day, who will be running laps, so with everybody else who got penalized today. Right. So that's kind of, that's how wacky this game was. But here's the thing: like the Ohio State offense is it's infuriating right now. Two weeks ago, it's Notre Dame. You're in third and 19 because of your own decisions to get into a third and 19. Today, you're in a third and or a second and 33 or whatever yeah. because you're you just can't block anybody Kyle McCord takes an 18 yard sack and then you get a penalty to put yourself at second and 33 luckily you have football god on the field Marvin Harrison Jr. to reel in an insane catch and Kyle McCord to throw a dime but it doesn't need to be in that position you don't have to don't put yourself in position to be Superman so, so what's the fix hold on hold on a second don't put yourself in position to be Superman if you don't have to Superman this this offense I told Andy during the game, the running game makes everything, even the touchdowns, they make it look difficult. And I don't know what the fix is right now. Sometimes but sometimes this offense in general makes things look so difficult. Yeah, you got a touchdown, but how'd you do it? There's a 15-yard penalty built into that drive. You got a hold, and you came back because it was second and 18. You still were able to capitalize. Like Everything this offense does right now makes it look difficult, even, in scoring, even in scoring 30. Here's what I would counter. They did, they did make it look difficult today, I agree. There were a couple times when they made it look really easy also. But what separates Ohio State and this offense from many others is they can make it look difficult and then finally still get it done. Well, I mean, because they have the firepower to finally get it done when they finally block almost everybody, you know, when they, when they finally don't get a penalty. Uh, some of them justified, some not. I mean, these are th these are wrinkles they're trying to uh, smooth out on this football team right now. Yeah, it has not been, it, you know, it, it, we, as we talked about many times, Notre Dame at Notre Dame they left points on the field. I mean, Kyle uh, Gord's the first to tell you that I mean, that game should not have been as close as it ended up being with with uh, Notre Dame walking around and some of its, you know, former a former coach saying they actually they dominated the game, they won the game. Well, no, they didn't. The final score was 17-14. Here it was 37-17. 
when Ohio State finally got its act together on both sides of the ball, they dominated this game. I, I but think you can't forget the warts. No, and the problem with all of that is you can make it look difficult and still do really well against Maryland. And you can probably make it look extremely difficult. Maryland was undefeated coming into this game and was a better team than it was a year ago, in my opinion. You can, I, I'm throwing that out there. I'm not going to just dismiss Maryland like they're crab cakes. I'm not either, but you can make it look difficult against Maryland. You can make it look difficult against Purdue. If you make it look difficult against Penn State on this field, you will lose. That's well, the bottom line. Well, well, but if you defensively you make it look difficult for Penn State, maybe you don't lose. Well, I think there's there's two sides of the coin, right? On one hand, the offense needs to stay ahead of the sticks, and that's the problem with this offense right now. They're getting yes. in third and tens, they're getting in third and eights, second and thirty threes, and for this offense, it's Ryan just, Day said it like they got to stay on schedule, and they're not doing that with the run game. He was asked about like, hey, are there going to be personnel changes on this offensive line? He didn't say we're sticking with these five. He said I need to watch the tape and see. And I know that's kind of a standard coach speak answer, but he could have said no, we're staying with these five. These five give us the best chance to win. He didn't say that, so that's something to note. Also, I'll mention on the flip side to play the devil's advocate, and I guess go to more what Tim's saying. Like, the the thing about this Ohio State team is they're not panicking, yeah. and that was the message today. And Which look, a lot of teams in this country would have lost this game. It's 10-10 at halftime. Maybe you don't even bounce back. Maybe you don't even get the Josh Proctor pick six. Maybe you go down 17-0. Maryland could have had 24 points in the first half. They didn't because this defense time and time again makes timely stops. And that's the difference between yeah, this the defense half, great example. and the past couple of years of this defense. And I think that is what makes this team still a contender, even for to win it all. Because yeah. when you have a defense that can continuously do that week after week, and I know every week's a referendum, but they keep passing the test. Yes. And eventually this offense... I believe we'll get things sorted out. Yeah. As, as herky-jerky as it is right now, I do think that not panicking and resulting in a 20-point win after as bad as it was today is something to note. Yeah. The voice and, of and, reason, and, ladies and, and gentlemen. And two things definitely have to get fixed in this offense. But see, after a penalty happens, you can't do anything about that. You know, it has happened. And that's what I'm saying. This offense has as much capability as any offense in the country to come back from that kind of adversity. But the penalties have got to stop. Uh, the uh, open areas for guys to just suddenly just rush through occasionally when they're not picked up, that has got to stop in some form or fashion. And, uh, and then the other thing that's, that's really got to get going is a consistent running game. And I like, personally, I know what Brian Day and them are going after there. The reason they kept trying to run the ball is because they got to get it going. You yeah. got to get it going. And, and it was herky-jerky again today. Uh, but then on top of that, like Spence is talking about, man, if you can go down the field and throw five passes and score a touchdown, do that. Do it. Then work on the running game. I mean, I'm not sure that wasn't kind of their idea from the get-go today, but things didn't work out. That first drive, that first possession was like they had just rolled out of bed at the Blackwell and were you know, going down for breakfast. And yeah, some was... mess missed the elevator. Yeah, I mean, and then. So that gets you off to that bad start. You're just beating your head against the wall with the running game, and then Lathan Ransom gets an interception, and you get a chance to go up and really put this game out of reach, yep. and what happens? You throw the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. Then you throw the ball to Emeka Ibuka. Then yep. you throw the ball to Julian Fleming. Yep. Three straight completions. First and go. And then what does that do for your running game? It opens up a chance to pitch it out to Chip Trainum to go to the wide side and score a touchdown. The pass can set up the run, and I'm not sure if Ohio State yeah. is right now fully understanding what its passing game can do They're for its running game. They're dictating something, though, in their running game that's tipping people, and they need to, they need to, they need to figure it out. 
we're going to have a lot of time to figure it out because we're going to rewatch the game on Sunday. we got to watch the film, folks. We'll, we'll get back to you. Uh, I've got to watch the film, do a little bit more of that with the film study, see what happened there. If I sound like Ryan Day, sorry, guys. Uh, Tim May, the 40-year vet, he's going to get back to work. Andy Baxter, he's going to get back to work. Spencer Holbrook, that's me. I'm going to get back to work, too. In the aftermath of Ohio State 37, Maryland 17, it was not pretty, um, to say the least. But the old ball coach, Urban Meyer, once said, Be- but best yeah. thing about going 5-0, Tim, Chance to go six and up. Matter of fact, I just reminded him he hasn't tweeted that yet. And by the way, Ohio State's situation right now beats the heck out of what Texas is dealing with as we speak. Yeah, they might jump them. They should. They got beat. Texas got beat. Buckeyes find a way to win, and I think that's important. This team is still growing, finding its way. Um, that 2014 team wasn't perfect, guys, and uh, no. that's important. I had to know. met Wilhelm on my podcast, and we were talking about that very thing. You know, we were talking about 2002, how many close games there were in that season. That is not the that is not the team you hold up and go, wow. From the standpoint of this team, dominated people. Didn't it? Didn't dominate five or six teams, but it found ways to win. This team, just like at Notre Dame today, they got their act together in, in the second half after that first drive by by Indiana, excuse me, by Maryland in the second half, Maryland never scored again. So they got their act together offensively and defensively in the second half, and I think that says a lot about this football team and what Ryan Day said about not panicking. But you know what? Like you just said, like you indicated, they need to get into some situations where they don't never have to even have a chance to panic. Exactly, and I think that's where the hang-up is. That's where the clunkiness comes in, and that's where the Buckeyes go back to the drawing board and try to figure out how to fix things because – 14 days from now, Penn State will be in this building, and that's a big one. Hey, they're traveling to Purdue next. Oh, I'm well aware. they got to go to West Lafayette, the house of horrors itself. Pondola uh, starts with a P, and so does Purdue. Jeez. All right, well, we'll let you guys sit on that one for another week until we get over to Purdue. Until then, we're going to get back to work. In the aftermath again, Ohio State 37, Maryland 17. Letterman Row will be back in this very building on Monday for the Monday after Ohio State, Maryland. Until then, we'll see you guys at LettermanRow.com where you can get all the coverage, $1 for one month. From there, we'll talk about pricing. Tim May, the 40-year vet, Andy Backstrom. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back in here on Monday. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit KS Gambling Help 
Stop in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.